You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I'm smiling the dog. I am a mutt. I'm smiling the dog. I'm super smiley. I have a cat too sweet to travel kitty. I'm a big girlfriend. Angel's really pretty. I have a pony and we share a big horse. We have a big yard. Yeah, we have to, of course. I have a pool. In the summer, I stay cool. Do a fountain. Live in the mountain. Live high on the hump. Need to be a spokes dog. I'm smiling the dog. Woof and Super Smiles. Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, and Merry Christmas. Welcome to a Super Smiley Adventure on Pet Life Radio, the largest pet radio network in the world. I'm Megan Blake, the pet lifestyle coach, traveling the country, helping people find the perfect pet for their lifestyle, and I help train them so they keep that pet forever. And we're here with my oh-so-handsome co-host, two-time shelter dog, Super Smiley. Good boy, Super Smiley. Here on a Super Smiley Adventure radio show, we explore adventures where animals lead. These could be adventures for fun or missions of animal advocacy or inner journeys of self-discovery where our pets become our healers and teachers. And Super Smiley's been leading the pack on that. We were just in Dallas presenting the Kindness with Super Smiley project to over 1,500 kids there with State Farm's Kindness is Powerful program. And we just had the amazing honor of receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Awareness Film Festival in Los Angeles. Included in that Lifetime Achievement was our show right here on Pet Life Radio, the Kindness with Super Smiley project, teaching kids kindness through pets, and our documentary films that you all can see right after the show at kindnessfilms.com. So big thank you to Sky Kelly for all you do to bring awareness to the world and for including us in your honorees. And speaking of honorees, our guest today is at the top of the list. Cats, dogs, horses, he knows and has helped them all. He's the president and owner of the Reedsville Veterinary and Emergency Hospital. He's been named the Veterinarian of the Year. His dog, the little black Scotty named Peggy Sue, won Westminster's Best in Show. And he and his Arabian horses have won over 15 U.S. and Canadian national championships. And to top it all off, he's the former president of the American Veterinary Medical Association. He is Dr. Joseph Canarni. Welcome, Dr. Canarni. Well, thank you, and good morning. And first, congratulations on the Lifetime Achievement Award. Wow, that really says a lot. Oh, Dr. Canarni, thank you so much. And coming from you, wow, thank you for that. Because you've won so many world, oh my gosh, your list of credits just goes on and on and on. And that's why I wanted to invite you onto the show for so many reasons. First, like I just said, you are in the stratosphere when it comes to pet care. And with the holidays coming up, we all need to be extra careful with all the hidden dangers lurking about. But, but before we get into that, our listeners know that I love horses, especially my beloved Arabian Starfire. So I have to ask you, Dr. Canardi, tell us about winning the world championship with your Arabian. I have to know. Tell us. Well, you know, I've had horses all my life, and so, and I've had dogs all my life, so animals have just always been an integral part of what I do. My standard poodle goes almost everywhere with me. As you know, he has a bed in my office. The horses just, you know, it's probably the time in my life, the bond that I have with them that clears my brain, and it's just the horse and me. And so going out and then bringing them to a level and me to a level is just exciting. And then when they put the roses on you, it's like, wow, you know, we really, uh, the two of us really accomplished something. So it's, it's a fulfillment. Um, it's just mentally, 
physically satisfying and rewarding. And again, it's my zone that I get into, and it's just the two of us. So, you know, to me, the human-animal bond has always been part of my life, uh, both with the horses, dogs, and cats. And again, it just brings the best, I think, out of me and the, and the horse. I am right with you on all of that, the human-animal bond. And you mentioned cats, dogs, and horses. And they all, not only as individuals, but as species and breeds, they all have something, a unique perspective. And my horse, Starfire, is an Arabian. I just traveled across the United States this year from Malibu to California with Starfire. We've been together 27 years and have experienced so much life. And for me, Dr. Canardi, Arabians, they're so unique and special. Would you agree? Talk about working with Arabian horses. You know, one, they're gorgeous. They're beautiful. (laughs) Um, And and then they're smart. And then they're really talented. So they're compact. You know, if you look at what in, in history and um, what they did in the desert, where they had to go, and then what we do with them. But just, they're, again, they're super smart, and, you know, they have that personality that's very unique, I think, in all the horse breeds. And, again, they're the oldest breed, so mm-hmm. so many of the breeds, all the other breeds stem from them. Uh, but still working with them, and, uh, you know, it's not, you know, a piece of cake that you just hop on and you go, but it's, like anything, it's developing the bond and then understanding what they're trying to tell you and make sure they understand what you tell them, and they catch on pretty fast. Yes, they're so amazing, and they're so agile. I remember riding Starfire on the trails and the mountains in Malibu, big, steep mountains with trails, and we would maybe come head-to-head with some other riders, and it would be like, "Uh uh-oh, you know, how are we going to get up here? And I'd say, oh, no problem, and I would just tap Starfire on one leg, and he would just hop up the mountain like a mountain goat, and people would go, oh, my gosh, how did you do this? And for the Arabian, it was nothing. He just hopped up there on the mountain, right? I'm sure you've seen that, right, Dr. Very sturdy. <laughs> you know, they're very, very sturdy, and they just they get up there, and they they're versatile too. I mean, you yes. have Arabians that have raced, have jumped, have shown in performance, western costume hunters across the gamut of disciplines. They seem to be able to do everything. They do. And, and Dr. Canarney, obviously, you and I love horses so much, we could do a whole show on this, but let's move on. But I know you and I could literally probably talk for days about our beloved Arabians. But speaking of being tops in the world, now I have been on the floor at Westminster several times, right down there with the dogs. But you, my friend, have won Best in Show with Peggy Sue. Tell us about that. Well, you know, if you look at excitement in life, <laughs> uh, setting aside the birth of my children and family, <laughs> right. you know, you're in this atmosphere and, you know, the lights, the green carpet, yes, um, yes, purple and gold, and you have seven of the best of the best. Wow. The best ring. And, you know, for me, I never thought we were going to win. I was thrilled that we won the group, but so I really never thought that we even had a chance of winning. And That's so, amazing. And wow. I sat there and, and kind of looked. And when, when Jackie Hungerland, who was the judge, pointed, it looked like she was pointing to the poodle, and she was the poodle judge, and it's like, yeah, I, I kind of suspected that. And then all of a sudden, you know, she walked to the, my Scotty, and I just... Oh, my gosh. You know, I just had this... I, it was just this feeling. It was amazing. And um, and so it, it's, again, and it, something I didn't expect, but she was, you know, absolutely fantastic dog. She, and, and, and Jackie said it best, you know, she looked at me and she goes, I want this. And oh, oh like, my no gosh. Like no other dog in the ring that night. And I, what? Again, if you see the quote, she said, I want this. And she said, you know what? You get it. 
You got it. I love that. I love that. And just you describing the green carpet, those bright lights in the gardens there, and the the purple and gold. I literally got chills when you described that. You did that so well. It, it is an amazing experience just to be there. And and I'm sure. Did you get to know? And I, I know you know David Fry, the Westminster commentator, for so many years. You, you know. Yes. Isn't David just a lovely, lovely man? He's been on Pet Life Radio. So let's give a shout out to David. Hi, David. We hey, love David. you. <laughs> And Dr. Canardi, the holidays are here with new foods, guests, decorations, all sorts of things that can get our pets into trouble. Now, I want some advice on how to keep our pets happy and safe during the holidays, and let's get that right after the break. Dr. Canardi, can you help us with that? I can help. (laughs) Good, Smiley. Can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Put a puppy under the Christmas tree. Wait, you read it, not feed it. It's the dog with the opposable thumb, an accidental love story. The fun new book by award-winning author, Mark Barkowitz. When an accidentally DNA-altered puppy is born with a thumb, his lovelorn grad student caretaker devises a strategy to achieve their Kardashian-like fame and fortune. It's funny, intelligent, and incredibly unique. And 20% of book sales benefit the Pasadena Humane Society and SPCA. The Dog with the Opposable Thumb is available now through Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and MarkBark.org. Thumbs up to a howling fun book for the holidays. The Dog with the Opposable Thumb. Order yours now. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com And we're back on a super smiley adventure with former president of the American Veterinary Medical Association, Dr. Joseph Canarni. Welcome back, Dr. Canarni. Great to be on. Great to be here. <laughs> and Great holiday are... season. Exciting. Yes. My <laughs> poodle is looking at me saying, Dad, why are you talking so much? <laughs> I love this. And you are right. The holidays are here. We are right in the middle of them. And we all know this means special feasts, different foods, guests, parties, decorations, which is all fabulous. But all of this can present some hidden dangers for our pets. So, Dr. Canarni, what is the first thing or one of the most important things we should be aware of to keep our pets safe during the holidays? Well, we have our clinic is also an emergency and critical care clinic. We see the travesties of holidays. Number one we see, thing we see is vomiting and diarrhea. And that comes from eating things you shouldn't be eating. And right. We try to, you know, we, we, food in our life is a symbol, and we know that our pets love to eat like we love to eat. <laughs> and so it's this little bonding thing. So we see, you know what, let's just go ahead and give some ham and turkey and mm-hmm. maybe 
a little stuffing and, and you start down and all of a sudden you've overindulged. And that, you know, those are the minor vomiting and diarrhea. And then you can overdo it and we can get into pancreatitis, which can be yes. life threatening. So eating things they shouldn't eat and again, just causing minimal GI issue, but vomiting and diarrhea is probably the number one thing we see. Let me just interject right here from personal experience. Some people in the holidays, there's all this fabulous turkey and the drippings and it's also juicy and fabulous. They let the dogs lick the plates, but that's where all the grease is. You mentioned pancreatitis. So even letting your dogs lick the plates can be dangerous. Is that correct? That's correct. You know, it, yes. again, I'll tell someone, you know, a little sliver of a piece of turkey isn't going to really hurt. I mean, when I say a sliver, I mean a really sliver. But when you start making it a habit and then everyone around the table starts doing it. And so when my kids were growing up, the dogs would always sit beneath their seats because they knew mm-hmm. they were going to get all these things <laughs> off the plates either deliberately or not. Right. So that really can throw them off. And as you said, even, you know, you get the drippings, the grease. And I actually had a Doberman Pinscher one Christmas who ate a 30-gallon black garbage bag. <gasps> oh, my gosh. And, stuff. And, and the dog obviously got real, real sick. And I, I endoscoped him, and I went into the stomach. And they had no idea what happened. And I looked in the stomach, and all I could see was black, black, black. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh. Did he get into tar or something? And yeah, what is this? So anyhow, did an exploratory, and I took a 30-gallon black trash bag out of this wow. dog. And he lived, and he did fine, but he ate everything. He went in, and he, start, he got into oh. the bag. He ate everything that was in it, and then the whole bag. That so is so scary. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and had they not, and I mean, he was a really sick dog. I mean, he couldn't, oh, that he would couldn't have, swallow yes. anything. Would have killed and then, him. you know, we see chocolates big. Uh, yes, tell us about chocolate. I, I had, uh, and dark chocolate, the darker the chocolate, the worse it is. The and higher had cocoa little, content, right? Yeah, it's the high, cocoa, high cocoa. Yes, that, go ahead. Right, and it wipes out the liver. And I, I had, a, again, a Bichon that came in that ate a whole pound of dark chocolate and uh-huh. was unfortunately dead on arrival. Oh. But I just ran a blood glucose, and the, blood, the glucose was 700, and the liver enzymes were off the scale. And it's just actually, you know, toxic and high levels. So being really cautious, and it's not yet, it's the little accidents. So you have stuff under the tree, mm-hmm. and you're not oh, watching the point. dog, and, really the, good and the point. dog gets under the tree, and they smell and they eat it. And so that you have to be really, really cautious that when right. you have these things out, and again, it's an accident. People didn't deliberately do it, but, you know, and the dog didn't know any better, so they get right. into it. So being that little, again, it's like child-proofing your house after the dog Perfect. and cat-proof your house. Very well said. And let let me just, let's just really, really emphasize that because there can be presents under the tree that contain fruitcakes or chocolates. And and when you're serving your hors d'oeuvres on the coffee table, just to be really, really, really careful, like child proofing your house. Exactly what you said. I just wanted everybody to really hear that one. Thank you, Dr. Canonico. Continue then. Tell us more. It really, it prevents, it prevents so much. And then you'll have, all of a sudden you'll have what is normally a quiet household, and then 25 family members come in. Right, right, there you go. All of a sudden, it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? And then you you may have children, and your dog's not used to having a bunch of children. So being cautious as to, you know, should my dog be out here with us when all this is going on? And then, again, knowing that we have small kids in the house who may think it's fun to feed um, a chocolate or something. So 
cautiously look at who your guest list is and how your dog will interact <laughs> with them. Right. And then right. say, you know what, maybe they should be in the bedroom uh, for yes. their protection. Not a bad thing, but in the long run, it protects them. Because, again, we see them. We've, we've seen the, the things I've removed. I mean, I've removed knives from dogs. Yes. Stomach. Yes, I, I believe that. And let me interject there as well. I love all of your tips. They're amazing. You mentioned all the guests coming in and the food danger, but also dogs that aren't used to this can get very, very stressed. And I love that you mentioned maybe put them in a room that your dog may just love being locked in a bedroom with his nice little bed and put a sign on the door that says, do not enter. You know, it's the, the dog de- decompression room. Do you like that idea? Absolutely. You know, and again, just alerting your guests and, again, looking at what's the best interest for my pet. And, again, while sometimes I'd rather have them having dinner with me than some of my guests, um, <laughs> you have to do kind of what, what's best for the family. Uh, right. And then, you know, you have other little things like electrical cords that are in areas that shouldn't be and, and yes. low-hanging trees with cords. And then, if you know, if, if I know I had um, a cat once that ate a string of popcorn. Oh. And it had, the, you know, so it ate the the whole the popcorn and all the string and the string so it ended up causing yeah. a linear foreign body and it had to have surgery and it really it actually had a few feet of intestine removed because uh-huh. of the damp so when you have these low bearing things and and again we don't it looks pretty and you know maybe uh, your child made it at school and then you come home and then again they get in it and it, it can cause a problem and then electrical cords you know, sometimes, again, we're in the kitchen, we um, spill some gravy on the cord, the cat jumps up there, mm-hmm, starts mm-hmm. licking and bites the cord, and all of a sudden, zap. You know, So just common sense. As I call it, it's common sense 101. Um, let's not do some of these things. Right. And one thing that I've always said, and this sounds so silly, but Dr. Carney, I know you're going to love this one. Literally, like you would do with a little child, an infant, or a, a toddler, rather, get on the floor crawl around and look, what is my dog or puppy or kitty cat going to see? And then you see the packages. Then you see the cords, the electrical outlets, the, you know, the, the coffee tables right at your eye level. And I literally, literally look at the world that way when I'm protecting my pet. Do you like that? Absolutely. Because again, <laughs> child proofing, you know, your pet's your child or mine is. And so it's yes. up because you are, again, with people, they start maturing and then they get a mind of their own, mm-hmm. you know, with our pets you know, they're our responsibility for a lifetime. And we have to do a lot of the heavy thinking for them because they just don't know better. Right. And back to the food. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You're sharing so much. So anyhow, getting down there, I mean, that's really a good thing. Getting down and saying, I crawl on the floor like my pet. You know, what am I I doing? Yes, because we're going to be able to observe what we see. But we have to remember also their sense of smell is so much more acute than ours. So we have to imagine what what are they going to be smelling down here? Where's their nose going to lead them, Right. Absolutely. So that's a really good, that's a good thing. Okay, very, very good. And um, let's see what else. Candles. Oh, my goodness. Candles are so beautiful in the holidays. And they are about, even on, on the table with lit candles where you might think they're safe, sometimes kitty cats like to jump up on the table. And I've seen a cat or two, their tails catch on fire. Nothing serious, but it certainly could be, right? Watch out for candles. Yes. And the other thing, when you have a, a good-sized dog that has a long tail, yeah, there you they go. start wagging their tail. I had a wet Irish wolfhound once or my oldest son did and yeah she you know the the biggest dog i know i know those tall dogs those are circus dogs she could go by a a (laughs) coffee table and she would just her tail would just empty the table clear it off got it you have 
things that can burn, like candles and other things, you have to be really careful. And, again, if you have a big dog in the house, you want to make sure everything is out of reach, their tail as well as their head. Right. And I want to go back to the garbage bag as well. When you're cooking, you know, you're constantly throwing something in the garbage, something in the garbage, the bones, whatever you're doing, the the turkey bag, all of this. We have got to keep the garbage out of reach of all the animals 100% of the time, right? Because it's just that Absolutely. 1% when the dog talk about how important that is. That's so important. Yeah. And, you know, again, they will eat the whole bag. And, I, and, exactly. and, I, and it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime finding from on this dog. And it was like, it's amazing. And, and they just went, they'll go in and, you know, grease, you know, fat is what gives beef flavor. And so they right. really, really like that. And so we have, in my house, we have a trash compactor and you open it, you put stuff in and you close it. And so there's nothing, the dog just can't get into it. That's they may right. be smart, but they're not smart enough to open the trash compactor. Right. Where I've had dogs, um, patients that I've seen that have actually opened the cabinet where the yep. trash is in oh. under the sink. Exactly. And they pulled it out, and it's all over the floor. There you go. And back to you mentioned chocolate as a poison, but also, um, could you talk about raisins? Because a lot of people don't think about dropping one little raisin. How raisins are also very toxic. So raisins are toxic. Again, you know, you look at it's it's like why we can't give dogs aspirin. You know, their livers can't metabolize these things, and they become a poison Uh to them. Where our bodies are made to eat them and go through. And you know, the other thing is some of the poisonous plants. If you look at poinsettias. It probably it won't kill a dog, but boy, it can certainly make him sick. And, and some of the berries that get on them, again, their bodies can't, their livers can't metabolize what goes in there. And, you know, another thing that, again, happens and we see a lot is, is um, medications. And I probably, you, you probably don't want me to bring this up, but sometimes in some festive households, some marijuana and other things become used maybe more frequently. And we've had dogs come in that were stoned and down and out just because they got into either marijuana or medications. And so you got to be really, really careful because it will cause a, a huge problem for them. Right. No, I'm so glad you brought that up because correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I read that the number one poisonous killer of Household pets is actually prescription drugs. Is that correct? You know, our drugs oh, yeah, that yeah, are lying they, around. They, yeah. They, yeah. You know, they'll get. So you take, you know, a 200 pound person that has a blood pressure pill, and then right, your right. little eight pound dog eats that pill. And um, wow, I mean, it can really cause a drop of blood pressure. So, yeah. and we'll see them, and we, there are things that we can do to offset that, but getting into medications and. Again, if your dog is on medication, so if you have a dog that we'll say is on an NSAID, say Rimadilla Duramax, and they then get into aspirin even, you've just created a horrible issue, uh, a life-threatening issue. So being really cautious of things that we think are simple can really cause big problems for our pets. Right. So once again, it's it's like child-proofing your home, pet-proof your home. And then there's also pet travel. A lot of people travel with their pets, but let's talk about that after the break, okay? Absolutely. I love it. Oh, and but I do want to say, Dr. Canarney, you helped Super Smiley get ready for his trip from North Carolina to Los Angeles for his Lifetime Achievement Award, and it all went great. And we're going to have more holiday travel tips with Dr. Canarney right after this break. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. 
malnourished and emaciated. Constant scratching and just being unpleasant. He was shedding excessively. He was losing his fur. Franklin was rescued from the streets of Los Angeles. Bear was a rescue from the same shelter in Kansas City, Missouri that I got J.J. the Terrier. I found his raw meat diet, which is raw meat, eggs, rice, and Dinovite and Lico Chops. His omega-3 supplement on Dinovite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I've got my ground beef, the Dinovite, and I just mix it all together with the eggs and the shells. Franklin, he's thriving. His coat is soft and shiny. He's shedding much less. They're much happier. Their coats are better. Their behavior, especially their behavior, is better. How do you feed your shelter dog to derive a great attitude? Start that little pet off right. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Just go to Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Wishing you the happiest of holidays from our family to yours. Your official holiday station. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, I'm Roma Downey, and I'm on a super smiley adventure. And we're back on a super smiley adventure with the Dr. Joseph Canarney. Welcome back, Dr. Canarney. It's certainly great to be here this morning. Um, and I'm looking out, and I'm, it's a little overcast in North Carolina, but it's like I wish it would snow. It gets <laughs> for a little bit, but don't. I guess some of my people would be real happy. I'm happy if I said that, but uh, it just it makes it feel more Christmassy. But you know, when you you think about that, and, and my adage is, well, if I want snow, I want to travel with it, and so that brings us into the, the segment with our pets and and how we should travel with them and things yes. we should do. Yes, talk to us about that traveling with the pets. So, if you're going by plane, you uh-huh. have to remember you need a health certificate. Right. You need to be current on their rabies. And again, so if you look at just domestic travel, you need to make sure you have a health certificate and a rabies certificate and certification of health. International travel is more complex, and each country has their own rules and regulations. To the extreme of going to Australia, it takes about six or seven months of planning and paperwork and testing. Wow. So, so some of those travels, it takes a long, long time. Uh, to get ready and do it. But just, you know, if, for the holidays in the United States, if you're going to do that, um, be cautious so that the dogs that can travel and cats that can travel you within the cabin, you want to make sure they have a crate that is, they'll fit in and that they're comfortable. If your dog is going to go into cargo, make sure there's a big enough crate that they can stand up uh, and turn around. And that's, that's the USDA law. Again, travel papers, rabies certificate, and, you know, people say, oh, you know, should I give them something to, if they get anxious or not? Giving them drugs, is we really don't want to do that because you right. can suppress their cardiovascular system and then you can cause mm-hmm. some issues that you really, really don't want. And, and you know, and people say, oh, what happens if my dog doesn't want to be in a crate? And what if you're going to do that, again, it's planning ahead. Get them familiar with being in a crate. So feed them in there, put toys in there with them, and, and for several weeks before you travel, if they're not used to being it, acclimate them to it and they'll have a great trip. So then if you're getting in cars, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about cars. Yes. So 
having dogs or cats run around the car, it's really, really unsafe. So having, Absolutely. Um, yes. I have a seatbelt for my standard poodle that goes with me. And so I have a little sports car. And so when we're out sporting around in the front seat, <laughs> the seat um, yep. he has his own seat in the back of the car and sometimes a crate in the back of the car. So if I'm going on a long haul, I want to make sure he's secure. And, and again, if there's an accident, you don't want them to be flying through the air, thrown out of the vehicle, and that is really safe. And then you don't want them causing an accident. So making sure that they're secure, making sure that they're safe and happy, and then stopping. So if you're going to be on a long trip, you know, every few hours you should stop, take them out, let them stretch their legs, let them have a bathroom break, offer them some water. And it's not only healthy for you and, and safe and travel, but it's really, really good for them. Uh, you know, I, I'll see these people with dogs sitting on their lap, their head mm-hmm. out the window, which isn't really a good thing because you can cause eye issues, drying issues, right. and things getting in the eyes. But that, you know, having them interfere with your travel, not a good thing. And then if you have a wreck and it's you, the dog, and the steering wheel, the dog loses. Yeah, so, that's for sure. Uh, again, if everything always goes perfect, you know, we wouldn't have to have rules for anything. But there are accidents, and that's why we call them accidents. So making sure your dog is secure and safe, and even, again, having a crate and having a seatbelt in the back seat, really good thing, uh, I- being really, really cautious. I agree completely with you. I'm, I love Super Smiley, you know, so, so, so much, just like we all love our dogs. And Super Smiley, he may get in the front seat, you know, get in the front door, but he always knows to go right to the back seat. And then I harness him up because another thing people don't think about in the front seat is the airbags. You mentioned that if it's a human, a dog on your lap and the steering wheel, the dog loses. But also, that's why children are required by law, little children, to sit in the back seat because the airbags are a danger to them, and they also could kill a little dog sitting in the front seat, right? Absolutely. And so making sure they're safe and secure uh, in their seat is really, really important. And have it, have it away from dangers. Again, dog-proof your car. Right. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And also in traveling, don't forget your dog's medications if you have any. That's something that often we forget. You know, you've got the food and you've got his toys and his blanket and things that smell like you. Let let me say that one as well. If you're traveling, even though the dog's going to be with you, I find it really helpful to bring a T-shirt that I've slept in, something that really smells like me that can just stay back there with Smiley so he knows that wherever we are, there's still familiar smells. Do you like that idea? Absolutely, and have toys for them. And, you know, we will see, being an emergency clinic, we will have someone comes to town, their dog's on heart medication, they left the pills home. Right, right. And then, oh, I don't really remember what's there. And so if it's after hours or Christmas Day, it's tough for us to find the medication. A lot of times we end up calling their um, veterinarian. So as long as everything's open, it makes it easier. But when you forget it, you know, you can then again have issues and uh, lo and behold, you're in the emergency hospital and you don't want to be doing that on Christmas uh, because your dog can't breathe because if it has heart disease and it's right. accumulated fluid or something. So really, really important to think ahead like for them like you would for yourself. Absolutely. And Dr. Canarney, we have covered so much information here, but is there anything else you'd like our listeners to be aware of, something that you're working on or regional issues, just anything that we should know about it? I think we've sort of covered everything, but anything else you'd like to share? So (laughs) I I will tell you, um, when I look ahead, um, and and this will be my New Year's. Oh, good. Tell us. Tell us. Your New Year's resolution uh, for your dogs and cats, and it's like, let's not have them be overweight. 
How do I, I control it. So you as a pet owner, you control their their diet, you control their weight. Mm -hmm. And we know that 50% of our pets are overweight and some extremely obese. So Uh. New Year's resolution, I'm going to keep my pet fit and trim. I like that. And you know what? They could help us stay fit and trim too. And Dr. Canarney, that sounds like an, a fantastic show. You'll have to come back and do a segment with us on that in the new year. Would you like to? I would love oh, that. that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I do it with me. You know, it, it's fit and trim. That's my resolution. I love it. And Dr. Canarney, you are just so wonderful. And Super Smiley and I are so grateful to have you as our veterinarian. Everybody knows Dr. Canarney is Super Smiley's vet here in the Greensboro Triad area. And we're just so blessed, blessed to have you as part of our team here. So thank you, Dr. Canarney. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Merry Christmas to you and Super Smiley. Aw, thank you. Merry Christmas to you, everybody. Happy holidays and happy Hanukkah. And also a big thank you to our super producer, Mark Winter, for bringing a super smiley adventure out here to the world. And thank you to our amazing pet loving audience for joining us today. And right now, well, that if you're not driving, that is right, right after the show, you can go to kindnessfilms.com or to youtube.com slash Megan Blake to see our kindness documentaries that are just perfect for this season of peace and giving and kindness. And thank you again to Dr. Canarney. We love him. And from all of us here at Pet Life Radio on a Super Smiley Adventure, we hope you love all your adventures with your pets. Happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, and Merry Christmas! (laughs) Until next time, woof and super smiles. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.